Think I found our intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how this episode's opening up. That's great. I love it. Welcome to History Told by Idiots. Welcome to History Told by Idiots. (laughs) Uh, Let's say our names since we haven't said our names for like six episodes. We've never said our names since the first episode. I know. Like like all these people listen to our podcast and nobody knows our names. Yeah. I know, right? (laughs) This is like those morons that talk about history. <laughs> Accurate enough for me. Uh, yeah, it works. <laughs> well, e-test is easily distinguish- distinguishable. Uh, yeah, that that would be me. The female one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my name's Tessa. I'm Tyrell. I'm Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that you see on social media all the time. <laughs> Which I still need to give you guys access to because I keep forgetting. I do things on the Facebook. You do stuff on the Facebook. You answer most people's messages. <laughs> I do. That's Josh, the soup eating guy. <laughs> You're both eating soups. Yeah, Suck. but he's doing it so loudly. <laughs> Sup, guys. Sup. <laughs> Albus is in there chilling somewhere where we'd introduce you to Albus. Just let him bark into the microphone. He would. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to eat a puppy yesterday. Not really. <laughs> I think that he wanted to play with the puppy yeah. really, really bad, but he didn't know how to dog because <laughs> he's not around other dogs. He knows how to rap, though. He knows how to rap. <laughs> he knows how to rap. Rat. Oh, how to rat. I thought you said he knows how to rap. <laughs> I wish. Albus Dumbledore, the rapping corgi. Yeah. Rat. Anyway. We're going to talk about the Titanic. Boats. Boat. Boat, yeah. So how did we come about this uh, decision to talk about the Titanic? I don't know. You just messaged us. Group message. Exactly. It was all my idea. (laughs) We're going to talk about the Titanic. (laughs) Yeah, it's all my fault. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's all my fault. I was like, (laughs) Always had like an unhealthy obsession with the Titanic. I've been to the Titanic Museum like uh, three times. (laughs) I've been to the Titanic Museum like three times. I've been twice. I survived once of those three times. You survived once? Yeah. You know how they give you a little character at the beginning? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Maybe I survived twice. I died. died. Did you die? I died. Well, you're a man. Yeah. There were only like 300 men that survived, which there weren't that many more females, really. No. Didn't you go by the actual... White Star Report when he was in New York. Yes, I did. did I did. I took a picture of it. Yeah. It's where the Titanic should have landed. landed. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It didn't. (laughs) It did not. (laughs) 
Spoiler alert, some people think that it never set sail in the first place. 106 years later. Spoiler alert, it didn't reach its destination. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Do you want me to start us off? Sure. Because I got notes. Sure. I'm the most prepared of the three of us sitting here at the table. We're very unprepared today. let's Let's just say the fact that everybody knows pretty much what happened. Yeah. Tessa wrote these notes an hour ago. April, yeah. <laughs> April 11th, right? 19th, April 14th, 1912. And 15th, technically. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we should... I'm going to post a picture after we post this episode of me in that shirt that I had when I was like in third grade. Absolutely. Have you seen that? No. Okay, so it's right after the Titanic movie came out. And I was such a little <laughs> dorky child. And I have a shirt. I still own it. It's of Jack and Rose on the bow of the Titanic. <laughs> the whole, you know, I'm flying scene, yeah. but it's not Rose's face. It's mine. Yeah. It's like third grade Tessa <laughs> face. It's fabulous. That's wonderful. I'm going to post that sucker. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, I mean, we all know what happened. Uh, you need to move this closer. I'm trying not to get soup on everything. The ending of the Titanic I forgot about movie. That too. It, it's so messed up. It's messed yeah. up. It's so messed up. I cried. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it's that. Like, not so much because, you know, the boat sinks, but just uh, Rose ripping Jack's hand off of her arm and pushing him under the water. I'll never let go, I promise. Goodbye. I'll never let go. Grip. <laughs> when scientifically it has been found out there was room for both of them on that ship. Yeah. <laughs> both of them could have easily fit on the door. This is this is a very common, common. Uh, opinion. <laughs> yeah. And just because it was a James Cameron film, there had to be some major death. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh... The sinking happened. So, in a nutshell, if you don't know, big ship goes, um, supposed to reach New York in a certain amount of time. It doesn't. It hits big iceberg and sinks. Yeah. Well, right. I was going to give the version, like the, the, you know, the historical fact version of that. Thanks. <laughs> oh, History told the idiots, man. <laughs> now I lost my article, so it doesn't matter. Okay. That's your fault. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> April 14th, 1912, is when it got hit by the, when it hit the iceberg. Not got hit by the iceberg. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Let there be light. <laughs> the light works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the iceberg, the iceberg hit the Titanic, yeah. Just came up and smacked it. <sighs> it came out of nowhere. <laughs> The Titanic hit the iceberg on April 14th, and by the time that it finished sinking, it was April 15th, 1912. Sorry. At the time, it was the world's largest passenger ship ever when it like entered into into service. 269 mm-hmm. meters, which is 882 feet in length. That's a big boat. Yeah, it was the largest man-made moving object on Earth at the time. So now, the largest passenger vessel is uh, Harmony of the Seas. And it's 362.12 meters. So Is that another cruise ship? Yeah, it's... So another big boat. Another big boat. Yeah. Uh, just some interesting facts. Uh, the Titanic burned around 600 tons of coal a day. This was hand-shoveled into furnaces by a team of 176 men. Jeez, that's a lot of coal. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot This of is coal. what kind of startled 
me. Not really startled, but it's interesting. Almost 100 tons of ash were ejected into the sea every 24 hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Titanic is uh, solely responsible for the hole in the ozone layer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, this is this is interesting, too. There were 20,000 bottles of beer on board, 1,500 bottles of wine, and 8,000 cigars, all for the use of first-class passengers. Huh. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> the ship itself, 46,000 tons. It had a crew of 891 people, 1,316 passengers, 700 of which were in third-class steerage. Hmm. Um, steerage. <clears throat> let me see what I want to tell you. I got lots of notes. Oh, talk about, because I just, I saw a thing. The grand staircase on board descended down seven of the ship's ten oh, decks yeah. and featured oak paneling, bronze cherubs, and paintings. Replicas can be found at the Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri, Gallimber, or, uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Talk about the floor. Because yeah, you know that so, story. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody's seen, like, pictures of the grand staircase and the Titanic. If not, probably going to post pictures of it on Facebook. Anyway, uh... You know, every, they look like marble. You know, everybody thinks that it might be marble because, you know, this is supposed to be like way over the top, fancy ship and everything. But, uh, you know, you know what the most expensive thing that they could have gotten at the time was? Linoleum. Linoleum. Well, that was, <laughs> it was the big thing. It really was. It was, it was like state fancy. of the art. State yeah. of the art. Yeah. It had just come out and was it was like the best thing that, uh, that they could get at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and that's now crazy. it's in everybody's house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, much cheaper than marble. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember that story. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. remember. I remember the first time I went to the Titanic Museum and they told us that. And I was like, No, <laughs> mind blown. So, um, at the time, right before the ship struck the iceberg, they had had at least six warnings. From other ships that um, that the water was icy, uh, and not only that, but in the span of just a few hours, the temperature fell from forty three degrees to below freezing, just in an hour mm-hmm. or two, and that was a big indicator that hey, you should slow down because yeah. there's ice out there. But they yep. they didn't do it. They they didn't slow down. They didn't change course. They were going twenty two knots at the time that they hit which was displacing about about 66,000 tons of water. Wow. Yeah. And when it finally did hit um on the was it starboard side? I think it was I the starboard. It was I don't port. know. When it finally hit though, the gash that the iceberg made was a, um around 300 feet long. Yeah. So Jeez. Uh, there were 16 lifeboats and four collapsible boats on board. That was enough to hold around 1,178 people. And one door that was fit to hold two people. <laughs> one door that was fit to hold two people, but only <laughs> held one. The lifeboats had similar uh, similar things happen with them. So uh, yeah. There were 2,208 on board, and they, there was enough lifeboats for 1,178. Uh, you know, what? That's what, not what got loaded into the lifeboat, though. What yeah. is 22 knots uh, converted into miles per hour? I have was. no clue. Yeah. I used to know that conversion at one point, but I don't Tessa, anymore. You know. I have no idea. 
25.3171 miles per hour. Wow. 25 miles per hour. 25 yep. miles per hour. Nice. <clears throat> Makes sense at that point in time. I mean, it's a, it was run by coal, so. 20 horses were required to carry the main anchor before they uh, they set sail. That's nice. interesting. God, and 100,000 people turned up to see the ship's launch. Hmm. So, crazy, crazy. Grace, 22 grace. tons of soap and tallow were smeared on the slipway to assist its unhindered passage into the river. Hmm. 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 That's a lot of soap. Of the 885 crew members on board, just 23 were female. Huh. Somebody take See, we're learning things with you right now. <laughs> we are. It's a very interesting topic. I've saved a lot of articles, and I'm just now seeing some of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're so unprepared today. First class, <laughs> this is something that will appeal to you and I both because we're both musicians. Uh... Well, technically, we kind of all three are, but first-class passengers were given a music book containing 352 songs, and the musicians on board were required to know all of them. Oh, wow. Just in case requests were made. Huh. So that's kind of... I don't think I could store that much music in my head at a time. Gosh, this soup is good. <laughs> you all are missing out because you're not eating this soup. You you want to invite all the listeners to your house? They come soup. on. <laughs> Have a meet up and Tesla's just going to make soup for everybody. Have like an episode where everybody's behind us just talking and we're. I think that's pretty cool, but that's probably hell on you though. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Something that you don't think about a whole lot, but there were dogs on board. Oh, puppies. Um, oh, puppers. Nine. Actually, but huh. only two of them survived when oh. the ship sank. Oh. That's sad, isn't it? The last remaining survivor of the disaster, Milvina, 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 Dean. That's who I was in my little uh, when I went the first time to the Titanic Museum. That I was my persona. Was. Well, I remember this because she died on May thirty first, two thousand nine, mm-hmm. at ninety seven. She was just two months old when mm. the Titanic sank, and I, I remember that. You got anything you want to say? Cool, no, no. You you talk about the lighter stuff first. Do you have any more? The lighter stuff? Yeah, the, like the stuff that everybody knows but kind of doesn't I mean, know. like, sadly, there's not a lot. Um, because a lot of it, a lot of the information that you find is kind of depressing. Like, 26 people on board were honeymooning couples, and... That just makes me really sad. <laughs> there was a King Charles Spaniel, a Chow, a French Bulldog, an Airedale Terrier, a Pomeranian, um, a dog owned by Elizabeth Rothschild that doesn't say what kind of dog, a Pekingese, and a, uh, it just says a toy dog named Fru-Fru, owned, oh. owned by Helen Bishop. Fru-Fru. Fru-Fru. So on top of murder charges, the White Star Line could get in trouble for animal cruelty. Yeah, well, the the ship. I think this is kind of funny in a way. It's not funny, but it is funny at the same time. The ship's baker went down with the ship, and he trod water for like two hours before being rescued. And he, there were only six people that they pulled from the water that survived. He was one of them, and he had hardly any effects at all. 
And he said it was because he had not felt the cold because of the amount of whiskey that he had drunk before the ship sank. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. (laughs) I mean, it's logical in a way. It is very logical. It's very logical. They also said, too, uh, that if the people that were in the water would have thought about sex... They would have survived. I've heard that because it raises your body it temperature. Raises your body's temperature. Didn't up. they scientifically prove that? Yeah. Mythbusters, yeah. I think, scientifically yeah. proved it. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that somewhere. It was Mythbusters or somebody. I can't remember who exactly. E.J. Smith, who is the the captain of the ship, um, also went down with the Titanic. And I have a list of some notable people that went down with the ship. Yeah, the captain um, was also a flunky. Yeah, <laughs> didn't pass that's what a lot of people think. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't pass his captain's test. Yeah. Are you going to talk about that? No. Did I send you a thing about that? You did, well, but I... He didn't, so... <laughs> uh, his last words were, Well, boys, you've done your duty and done it well. I ask no more of you. I release you. You know the rules of the sea. It's every man for himself now, and God bless you. So, that was the hmm. last last words from the captain before he went down with the ship. So, notable people that did go down with the ship... Included uh, Mr. and Mrs. Isidore Strauss. He was former congressman and the chief executive of Macy's. And uh, she could have she gotten on a lifeboat. They were extremely wealthy. I mean, first-class passengers. It was women and children first. So she could have went, but she refused to leave her husband behind. Which is poetic and romantic in a way. But she, she told him, I go where you go. And so they went down with the ship together. Oh, that is kind of romantic. Yeah, makes me sad. Nope. You've got Madeline Astor, uh, who was the wife of John Jacob Astor, the richest man on the ship. Um, he did not survive. He went down with the ship, but his body was later recovered at sea. I think that like 1,500 people or so went into the ocean, and they only recovered... A little over 300 bodies. Yeah, I think that's one. Yeah. yeah. If you go to the Pigeon Forge um, Titanic Museum, they at one time did have Madeline Astor's life jacket huh. on display. And it's the only one that they definitively know who it belonged to. Yeah. So, hmm. interesting. Uh, Benjamin Guggenheim was also aboard. He was a millionaire. Uh, when the ship started sinking, he changed into his evening best and... Went down with the ship like a gentleman. Hmm. He said, no woman shall be left aboard this ship because Ben Guggenheim was a coward. Hmm. So. Hmm. What a, I know that name. What What was, hold on. <laughs> Look it up. I'm going to look him up. I know that name from reading about something else. Yeah, there was a lot of then famous people that was on the Titanic. J.P. Morgan was supposed to be on there. Um. Uh, and if you don't know who J.P. Morgan is, you you don't live in America. Uh, <laughs> yeah. J.P. J.P. Morgan was uh, a very very big advocate for the Federal Reserve banks, which you know one of the big the the biggest bank in the world holds his name. Mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan. Yeah, and um, he was supposed to be on the ship. And then he wasn't, which, that's a conspiracy theory in and of which itself, we'll, the whole J.P. We'll Morgan in, thing. Which we'll get into. Which I'll get into. 
Let me click on this other article too. But the whole the whole thing of our podcast tonight was to talk about Titanic, but we've also done a lot of research on conspiracy theories. Yeah, because they're they're very well. You were talking about J.P. Morgan. It's interesting. Yeah, J.P. Morgan. Go for it. Um, I mean, like it's only been like recently. Well, I'm sure there's always been conspiracies about the Titanic, but I've only been real big into it because. I'm real big into certain conspiracy theories and whatnot and all, all that. But it makes sense once, yeah. you, once you get into... Uh, it's how eerily awesome that it just makes sense uh, from a historical standpoint and all that stuff. But one thing that I uh, had no idea was uh, one of the main theories was is uh, that's recently come to light is that uh, a coal fire was burning in the bottom of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that it was uh, weakening the ship's structure. And when the iceberg um, hit, uh, to do the cause, the maximum amount of damage that it possibly could mm-hmm. on weakening, on a weakening structure. Um, but one of the big, one of the big uh, conspiracy theories is, is the Titanic wasn't the Titanic. Um, that it was a sister ship, the Olympic, which was swapped with the Titanic and sunk in a deliberate accident as part of an insurance scheme. Uh, and the whole thing behind this is, is like the the, the Olympic Titanic were built a, a built along the same same time period, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were pretty much exactly exactly the they same were, thing. They yeah. were exactly built the same way, used the same steel, used the same luxuries and whatnot and all this stuff and i'm yeah. not if i'm not mistaken this article really doesn't point it out but if i'm not mistaken uh captain smith was the the captain of the olympic too when it was um severely damaged mm-hmm. because it come close to the shoreline it come too close to the, i think it was the irish coastline or something like that two major collisions it had before two, yeah it had two major collisions yeah. before and this would have been catastrophic repair damage. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 in order to repair this, it would have been just millions and millions of dollars. And so the theory is, is that the Olympic was actually switched out mm-hmm. uh, with the Titanic. Uh, you know, the Titanic's name was slapped over the Olympic's name and vice versa. And, yeah. Or it might have been the other way, I don't know. But um, Isn't there like eyewitness accounts of people... Basically, seeing, seeing something along the lines, yeah, seeing of that. along the hmm. along the lines, and like the documentary is on YouTube. If you want, I know because that's where I watched it. And like, um, there's some pictures. I mean, you can see the the, the sister ship side by side, and yeah. them actually repairing the holes on the Olympics, but at the same time spray painting the name Titanic on one side and the Olympic on the other one. Hmm. So, uh, whether they're fabricated pictures or not, you know, yeah. that's up to history. But um, that's that's one big thing. Uh, um, the collision is the twentieth of September, nineteen eleven. Is one of those collisions. It collided. The Olympic collided with the HMS Hawk yes. just off the coast of the Isle of Wight. Hmm. And uh, the se- the second con- con- take two conspiracy theory uh, was going along about the same lines as while I was talking about J.P. Morgan there a second ago. Um, that the wreck was actually a deliberate wreck. Um, and according to its proponents, three passengers on the ships, John Jacob Astor, 
Benjamin Guttenheim, and uh, Isidore Strauss were opposed to the creation of a federally reserved bank. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence that's, uh, to uh, back this up. Their deaths in the wreck was supposedly smoothed their way for an establishment of the Federal Bank Reserves in 1913. Uh, there are a few varia- variations on this theory. In some versions, the men were supposed to uh, were opposed to income tax legislations as well. According to the others, the Catholic Order of Jesuits or plutocrats, J.P. Morgan, lured the man onto the ship to their deaths. So, and of course, one of the other big theories is uh, given that it's 1912 and World War I started just two years later. Um, the Titanic was hit by a German U-boat. Nazis. No, not Nazis at the time. <laughs> no. Pre-Nazis. Pre-Nazis. <laughs> and then one weird theory was that we were discussing there. I like weird. Go for uh, it. Was the curse of the Pharaoh so that the Titanic was carrying the remains of an Egyptian mummy, which were stored on the bridge to avoid damage. And... Uh, Supposedly, the remains were cursed, causing the Titanic to sink mere days into the voyage. Hmm. I like that theory. Uh, and probably the most freakiest one of all was, is um, it's actually a paranormal tale, uh, that in 1886, the influential British writer William T. Steed published a short story titled How the Atlantic Mail Steamer Went Down. Yeah, I was getting ready to talk about that. Yeah. Go for it. Its plot is eerily reminiscent of the Titanic disaster. A mail steamer in the Atlantic collides with another vessel, and a shortage of lifeboats on board caused an enormous loss of life. Oh. What's eerie about the whole thing is, is that Steed was a passenger on the Titanic. Yes. He died in the wreck. And he wrote that story with the intent of drawing attention to lax nautical regulations, which didn't it made it to where larger ships didn't have to carry enough lifeboats for everybody on board. Huh. That's why he wrote that story, and then he ended up being on the Titanic. Huh. Yeah. So. Mm. That one is kind of freaky. Did you know that the Titanic was on fire? The entire yeah. trip. Kinda, <laughs> he, he, he touched on it there kinda, a minute ago. Yeah, I kind of touched on it, but I didn't say anything. So know. before the voyage even started, a fire broke out in the coal bunkers. Um, the flames were actually still legit raging when they pulled out of the harbor at Southampton. And, uh, I mean, obviously this is dangerous, <laughs> for one thing. One of the um, surviving... Stokers said we didn't get that fire out and among the Stokers there was talk that we'd have to empty the big coal bunkers after we'd put the passengers off in New York and then call on the fireboats there to help us put out the fire. Obviously they didn't have to do that. <laughs> no. so, the Atlantic Ocean did their job for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean like the bunkers were made of steel and they they could have contained the fire but mm-hmm. I mean honestly it still could have led to some damage that could have weakened the ship. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, and this goes along with that, what you talked about, J.P. Morgan. It did increase, I can't speak, the risk of the trip. And White Star Line Managing Director Bruce Ismay, who is portrayed in the Titanic film like this just terrible... Yeah, terrible person. <laughs> but when he got on, like, he assisted getting the women and children onto the lifeboats. And mm-hmm. then when he looked around and saw that 
at least near him, there was nobody else. He assumed that they were all off. Yeah. And he got onto the boat. But anyway. So Ismay um, alleged that the ship's owner, J.P. Morgan, <laughs> forced the crew to sail at full speed in order to reach New York and unload all of the passengers before the inevitable explosions occurred. Hmm. So... But then again, he, you know, wasn't on the Titanic. He changed yeah. his mind at the very last second, so. And that goes along with what we was trying to say was is he switched those two ships, those two sister yeah. ships. Yeah. Did you see this one? Oh, yeah, the one Japanese guy. I was talking about. Okay. I'm eating a cherry. <laughs> now she's eating cherries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there there was one Japanese passenger on board, uh, Masabumi Hosono. Uh, he was in Europe studying railways, uh, railway systems, and then uh, t- was going to take the Titanic back home. Um, when the ship sank, he made his way to the main deck and uh, was going to face his death with dignity. Uh, with the women and children first policy enforced at gunpoint. His uh, survival seemed unlikely, but uh, Hosono still found himself looking for any chance to get to safety. Then uh, one of the crew members yelled and said that there were two spaces left on a lifeboat. And uh, he saw another man jump in and he followed suit. If he'd known what the rest of his life would be like, he might have decided to go down with the ship. But... Once he got back to land, everybody branded him a coward and was completely ostracized and uh, was fired from his job because of all this and everything. Because they were, they the whole dishonor. Yeah, thing. the whole yeah. dishonor in your Bring family dishonor. thing that yeah. the Japanese had. Well, like I said, he, he was fired from his job and everything for, for this, you know. So it wasn't just his family. <laughs> so, like, I wonder, you know, how the... Uh, like the other male survivors were treated at this point with all this. I don't know. I don't know. That, that's a, kind of an interesting thought. Huh. It was a government job, too. Yeah. Oh, he was rehired later. but Oh, he was? A number of negative reports about an Asian survivor in Lifeboat 13 didn't help matters much since these were often associated with Hosono. In 1997, he was somewhat exonerated after his handwritten account of the disaster was discovered among his personal belongings. In a letter written to his wife, he mentions that he was in Lifeboat 10, meaning he couldn't have been the man in Lifeboat 13 after all. He was the only Japanese man on board. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) So, I don't really... Okay. So, did you know that there actually was a, a, a big fancy necklace on board? Even though it wasn't the heart of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't they have it on display in Pigeon Forge? No, they have the, so they, they have there. the Corps de la Mer um, on display in the Smithsonian. Oh, um, it's, it's in the Smithsonian. Is it the Ho- actually this the Hope Diamond? Isn't it? No, no. I don't know exactly, but I've I've seen no. it. Whatever it is. No. Um, Kate Florence Phillips received this very valuable sapphire necklace from her illicit lover, Henry Morley. Hmm. He was a wealthy 40-year-old confectionery shop owner from England, and she was just 19, so... Woohoo! She was originally employed as his assistant, and then and then things happened beyond the professional realm. (laughs) (laughs) 
he was going to leave his wife and his young daughter, just leave them to be with Kate. They were going to elope on board the Titanic and start this new life in California. Hmm. So when the iceberg struck, was struck, she was taken aboard the very last lifeboat. And he, unfortunately, wasn't so lucky. But exactly nine months after the tragedy, guess what came along? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, she gave birth to a baby named Ellen. And, uh, yeah, the newspaper at the time published, like, this big story about her um, and was looking for a picture of her father. The newspaper had previously published an article containing details of the Titanic victims, and 76-year-old Ellen wept as she held Henry's photographs. <coughs> oh, so. Excuse me. Sorry. He knew. He went down she with the also, ship on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> he knew that he was going to be in trouble. She also related her mother's story and revealed that she still had Kate's sapphire necklace as well as a cabin key from the Titanic. Huh. So. Mm. Just, a little, just a little other interesting facts. After I die. <coughs> <laughs> I can't. Please don't die. I like you. Oh, my Somebody throat. has to help me pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to chug from the two <laughs> liter of Dr. <laughs> two astronomers from Texas State University speculate that a rare supermoon may have been to blame for setting the iceberg in motion. Yes, you're looking at the same oh. one. Because right there, I was trying to find the thing about the Californian talking about why they didn't why they didn't see the uh, flares. Had something to do with that supermoon and uh, a rare occurrence or something of lights that when it hits an open ocean. Uh, I found this interesting fact about John Jacob Astor the Fourth. Uh, he was he was worth over ninety million dollars on the of the time. Um. Which, if you take into account of inflation and stuff today, does anybody know what that adds up to? No. A lot. Two billion dollars. Oh, wow. Ooh. His wife, didn't Madeline Astor design lingerie? Yes. I thought so. Uh, Milton S. Hershey was supposed to be a passenger. Yeah, I know. Huh. He was. He didn't do it, though. Yeah. The chocolate mogul had a ticket and everything, but had to switch to another ship that brought him to New York earlier for a business meeting. Yeah. Thank goodness. I love chocolate. Just saying. Um, let's see. Where was that at? The ship had its own newspaper, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you know that there was a lady on board, Elizabeth Schutz? You know how in the movie, um, in the crow's nest, they're like, I can smell ice. And everybody's like, that's hilarious. You can't smell ice. Well, this lady, Elizabeth, um, she was... She claimed that she was so troubled by the smell of the ice that she couldn't sleep while she was on board. She said it reminded her strongly of an ice cave that she once visited. So, hmm. You can't smell ice. Well, apparently she could a lot. Like when, you, when you've got... Because, okay. Uh, did you ever notice that when you went to the Titanic Museum, when they've got the, you know, they've got the big iceberg in there? Yeah. You ever notice that it smells a little different in there? It kind of does. Yeah. It kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all should go to this museum like, if you've Some not people, been. like, the smell of ice really bothers them. Well, it did her. <laughs> yep. She wrote, apparently she wrote a really interesting uh, account of the sinking. I'd like to read it. 
There were 36 people in her lifeboat, which is half as many as it could actually have held. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, that, that, that museum is kind of, it's eerie and fascinating because they've got all these artifacts that they brought up from the, the wreckage site. Hmm. And it's just... Well, wasn't it... Wasn't it on the 20th anniversary of the movie that they had the big celebration because they actually found a violin? They... Like there was a violin that they actually had on display. So we went... I don't think you were with me, but it was... I was, it well, I was, was with you. I just didn't go. You just didn't go. Huh. Slacker. So yeah, they had... They had a piano that, gosh, it was just, oh, it was gorgeous, beautiful piano. Uh, I want to say that it was a Steinway. I think it was a Steinway. Yeah. Um, yeah. It it's was, a Steinway. It's an exact, the exact same oh, my phone that would have been on the ship. Yeah. And so then, you know, you go in and they had mm. like a, people dressed in period clothing and they were playing you know, hymns and whatnot yeah. on that piano and on the strings, uh, which you know how everybody assumes that the, the last song that the band played was Nearer My God to Thee. It was not. Hmm. Actually, the last song that they played was an Episcopalian hymn called Autumn, and it says it's perfect for this scenario, really, because... Uh, it says, God of mercy and compassion, look with pity on my pain. Hear a mournful, broken spirit prostrate at thy feet. Complain. Hold me up in mighty waters. Huh. So, mm. yeah. That's a... I got a few chills there. I know, right? <laughs> Jeez. Um, I was reading a thing there before my phone died. Uh, it was uh, the last communications between the Californian and the Titanic. And... Uh, the the last communication that they had with them was at 1900 hours and the response that they got was shut up shut up i'm busy what <laughs> yeah but california no got from the california the californian got that from the titanic wow yeah wow wow that was interrupting the titanic's uh regular uh radio frequency uh, but yeah, that was the response that they got. Oh, I hope mine doesn't die before I read this. <laughs> the Titanic and the Costa or Costa Concordia. Have you were you getting ready to talk about that? Mm-mm. Okay. No. People have drawn parallels with the Titanic catastrophe. Some Concordia survivors have actually claimed that "My Heart Will Go On" <laughs> was playing in the dining room as the ship struck the rocks that sunk it. Uh, they met their end a century apart, 1912 and 2012. Wow. Other similarities, they were both improperly christened. The champagne bottle used to christen the Costa Concordia failed to break. And the same thing supposedly happened during the Titanic's christening. But actually, in all reality, she wasn't christened at all. Oh. Um, both disasters were largely blamed on human error, and both ships had the same top speed. Hmm. Uh... The only thing that really kind of greatly differs is E.J. Smith of the Titanic is popularly popularly remembered as a hero who went down with his ship, but um, Francesco Chitino will forever be remembered as the captain who made a grave error when he left the ship before all of the passengers could be saved. Hmm. So, mm. I feel like that, uh, you know, the My Heart Will Go On thing on the Concordia, 
I feel like that's a Mandela effect kind yeah, of thing. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think that that's probably what that is. Mandela effect. <laughs> all in all, the Titanic was only on the water for four days, 17 hours, and 30 minutes. Huh. She was 400 miles from land. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I it really is. Do. It's super. And and like, it's because it's so. Morbid what I thought was wild about it was that like, not only did it just sink, like it split in half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like once it aired up, uh, it splits and then continues to sink. And according to this right here, the exact number of fatalities is still unknown. Yeah. Uh, because they're they're a rough estimate based on ship manifest, but people traveling under fake names and from so many different places that those lists were entirely inaccurate. Yeah, yeah, stowaways and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Stowaways and if stuff, the ship so. would not have split in half, then it would have taken so long for it to sink that the people likely could have yeah. been saved. Well, like physics, though. Yeah, that pressure. Yeah. yeah I mean, when when the ship. Separated like that, that's when things really started moving. What's what's Dusty say on the, the Titanic movie? About her and then hand? she splits. Her, her hind end was hanging up in there. Yeah. That's, a big, that's a big hind end to have hanging up in there. Or something We're like talking that. twenty, thirty thousand tons. Yeah, yeah and then it just <laughs> splits. And then and then it actually maybe would have taken longer for it to sink if it had completely separated, but it didn't. It like. When I don't know the bow, I think I guess the bow went down first. It did, yeah. and it pulled the stern yeah, they, up, and then it detached under the water. So, so it's, it's interesting, and it's sad. It is. It is. A There's a car. car. Interesting and sad. Um, if anybody, if any of our listeners have any ideas of where I could buy spike strips, <laughs> <laughs> don't drive down. Uh, don't drive down Madison. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, pro- the problem is, is that they're doing all this freaking road work on the bridge up here. Everybody drops through here. Yeah. At all hours of the night, trust yeah. me. Yeah. The, the road work is making me angry. The total ship cost was $7.5 million to build. And a fun fact that uh, James Cameron's 97 movie about the disaster had a production budget of $200 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. So... The ship almost costed more than... <laughs> well, you also have to allow for inflation. you got to allow for inflation. So, yeah, technically, the, the, the ship costed more than the movie did. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that much money in 1912, how much would that be? <laughs> yeah. Look it up. We have the technology. My phone's on 1%. My technology so. is dead. <laughs> how, how would you look that up? Uh, uh, inflation conversion. Inflation? Okay. Same point. I typed in Titanic into my search engine, but I accidentally typed Tyronic. 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 That's what's the definition of Tyronic? I, I don't tyronic? know. Tyronic. <laughs> Did we just It's when word? Tyrell says ironic things. He's being <laughs> Tyronic. Sounds like a not to, be, not to be confused with Tyrannic. tyrannical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about that too. <laughs> Did you know that, um, I don't know why my brain just randomly thought about this. Did you know that one of the smokestacks on the Titanic was completely just 
there for aesthetical appeal. Yeah. Like, Like it didn't actually even work at all. It just... (laughs) If you ever see a picture of the Titanic and like an illustration or whatever, and it shows all four smokestacks working, it is wrong. Mm -hmm. Because one of them was purely there to even the lookout. And, uh, and yeah. Make it more expensive looking. Oh, gosh. 1,000 Titanic facts. So, $100 in 1912 equals $2,516.95 in 2018. Huh. So. 10,000 light bulbs. So, that's a... uh, (laughs) That's a 25 times conversion rate. So 25 oh, times. Oh, 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 here's a... There were 10,000 light bulbs on the Titanic. Here's a, here's Just a, so that's a lot of light bulbs. Here's, yeah. a, here's a calculator. There's somebody walking up the street. Oh, hello. 14,000 gallons of drinking water used every 24 hours. 40,000 fresh eggs in the ship's provisions. And then I talked about the 1,000 bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of eggs. It took the, the Titanic two hours and 40 minutes to sink, by the way, after hitting the iceberg. Yes. 31% of the total percentage of passengers and crew survived. 53.4% could have survived if they would have taken up all the spaces on the lifeboats. Yeah. Instead Crazy. of, you know, people throwing luggage in the lifeboats and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Oh, I think that we're on the same article, Josh. No, I'm trying to figure out this inflation thing, but uh, oh, okay. everything on, this, on these calculators is like, whoa. <laughs> I just ran into a thing. Only three of the four smokestacks were actually functional. The extra one was just to make the ship look more impressive. <laughs> the interior was de- design was based on uh, the Ritz in London. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. I didn't know that. And did you know, like, luxuries uh, included a swimming pool? A mm-hmm. Turkish bath, a squash court, a full gym, and a dog kennel. I mean, I'm entering a number into this inflation calculator, and it's like, you still got you need to put a number in. And I'm like, okay. The last meal served on the Titanic consisted of ten courses. Ten course meal. That's a lot of food. <laughs> Oysters, cream of barley, soup, poached salmon, and a bunch of other stuff. Oysters sounds real good. I don't like oysters. I've never had oysters, but I I don't think I I would like them. There was supposed to be a lifeboat drill the day the Titanic sank. That's ironic. But EJ Smith canceled. But EJ Smith canceled it on the day of the sinking. Nobody nobody knows why. So like that don't sound weird at all. (laughs) Voice comes over the intercom. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to have an emergency uh, life vest test. After the ship hit the iceberg, it took on 400 tons of water per minute. That's a lot of water. Gosh. Wow. A movie about the disaster came out less than a month after it happened. Really? What? (laughs) Oh, no, that's billion. Saved from the Titanic was a silent film released in May of 1912. Huh. It... It starred Dorothy Gibson, an actress who actually survived the sinking. Oh. Huh. That's cool. So, $7,500,000. And 
2018 standards is 188 million seven hundred seventy thousand eight. So the movie still costs more than the ship did. Yeah. <laughs> so the movie still costs more than the ship did. Even allowing for inflation. Yep. Wow. That's fantastic. That's kind of crazy. I was going to look up something else. I don't remember what it was. I thought of something and then I lost it. Oh, maybe I do remember. Hold on. It's going to be weird to edit this episode. <laughs> I know, right? Because we have so many awkward uh, pauses. Yeah. What was the... You've been to the museum, too. What was the, the name of the reverend dude that took all of those really, really cool pictures? I don't remember his name. You know who? You know what I'm talking about, Yeah, though. I know what you're talking about. Like, he took all kinds of yeah, absolutely amazing pictures. Father Brown. Yeah. The Father Brown pictures. Yeah, if you have not seen the pictures taken by Francis Brown, um, you need to look at these because they are fascinating. Yeah, they have a bunch of them all throughout the Titanic Museum. My phone just died, but... Um, <laughs> My phone's when, the last survivor. <laughs> <laughs> when we post this episode, uh, I just saw an article in Tom that had tons of those photos so we'll link it it's mm. really fascinating because he had one of the only cameras on board yeah and uh you know like the in the the titanic film you see the little boy on what am um, i hearing oh that's what i'm hearing oh. <laughs> look at that pink that singular pink cloud how weird how about that just one anyway how so <laughs> you know the the little boy on the first um class passenger the deck and he's playing with the top mm-hmm. that's based on an actual photo that that father brown took huh yeah so lots of glimpses into what the titanic actually looked like and what it um <sighs> being on board was really like so you should go look at those if you've not seen them it's kind of fascinating did you guys see that they discovered the wreckage of uh, the san jose no. Yeah. The San Jose. It was, uh, it was a Spanish galleon from 300 years ago. Oh. Yeah. And it's estimated to have something like $16 billion worth of gold oh on it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So here within, like, well, uh, probably about the time that the podcast comes out, they'll be, like, trying to uh, bring, uh, bring up some of that. Mm-hmm. The refreshing sound of Dr. Pepper. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Please sponsor us. <laughs> please sponsor us. But not really, Dr. Pepper, please. I have drunk you since I was five years old. You could just pay us some Dr. Pepper. Yeah, you just pay us some Dr. Pepper. And I, Dr. Pepper. For yeah. me. Yeah. I'll weigh 600 pounds. <laughs> or just create IVs. that can go... Oh, gosh. I'm pretty sure that, that would kill you. <laughs> I think it probably <laughs> would too. Would but you would go happy, <laughs> wouldn't you? I would die you? with like the fastest heart rate ever. Just, just <laughs> die, but not die. Just, just carbonated blood. <laughs> okay, are we done tonight? I don't know. I don't know. Are we done? Are we? If you've made it this far, God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> this has been kind of a scattered thing, but... uh still really interesting. I learned things, and I thought that I knew a lot. So, I don't think that I know a lot about anything ever. I don't. Sometimes I do. It just depends. <laughs> I don't. 12-year-old me would have claimed to know a lot about the Titanic like, just I've, because of my 
Leonardo DiCaprio obsession. Like, I'm in my current <laughs> position because I faked knowing a lot and I don't know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm at, too. That's how I'm in the position I'm in. And I still don't know. I'm in my current position because I actually do know a lot. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Nobody does. Yeah, I do. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> so thanks for joining us on this hastily pieced together episode of... <laughs> We enjoyed it. Hopefully, you enjoyed, enjoyed it too. It. I mean, I'm leaving on. everybody with the existential with an existential crisis. It's all. A do lot. I know a lot, <laughs> or don't I know? Do I know that I don't know a lot? <laughs> oh my goodness! Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Did you just give me a sexy wink? Uh, no. I think he just gave me a sexy wink. It didn't look very sexy. What, what was that? <laughs> That's the story of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hit my nose on the microphone. That was bad. Let's do it again. That was still bad. Let's still do it bad. God, you guys okay. suck. I'm making eye contact now. Okay, I'm watching. I've, I've been making eye it contact. still sucked. <laughs> <sighs> this has been History Told by Idiots. We suck. Yeah. <laughs> what are our ads? Oh, our ads are... <laughs> Our ads are at History by Idiots. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I need to be a little more active with the Instagram. There's a car parked in front of my house. I'm a proud. Did somebody just get out? Pokey stops. Somebody just went running up the street. <laughs> Did a cop just go running I don't up the know. I don't know what's going on. It's a cop. Is that a cop there? Uh, <laughs> uh, this is history told by idiots. Uh, stuff going on outside. Yeah, we're we're gonna go because yeah. uh, this has been history told by idiots. Uh, Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> love history. Love your library. I hey, love yourself. <laughs>